Uh, banter, banter. <laughs> banter. We have no banter this time. Hi! You're listening to Soft Focus. Uh, today we're going to talk about the movie Night of Cups. But first, Sam, how are your grandparents? They're great. They're incredible. They're getting ready to, you know, come back to Michigan. Snowbirds. There are snowbirds flying on back. Um, I have some things. I don't know if any of these are interesting or not. <laughs> Sam has like 10 pages. <laughs> I have like 10 pages of emails from my grandparents, but um, they saw a couple movies. Since the last time we've had, it's been a long time it's since we've while. done anything. Yeah. We just so, take a break. That was a long one. Yeah. So they have, they told me what they think about Joy. They told okay. me what they thought about The Revenant and The Big Short. Should I, should I say any of these? D- it's up to you, man. Just I don't know. To just say yes or no if they the, like the, Well, I think actually it's kind of cute how they say things. Well, oh uh, they understand why Leonardo won an Oscar for The Revenant, but they said the movie's gruesome. They were surprised at Brad Pitt's smaller role in The Big Short. Yeah. And they were surprised by Steve Carell's wonderful acting ability in The Big Short. Yeah. Okay. And then they saw Joy. They apparently tried to see Joy three times. Once wow. it was sold out. Wow. Once it was without power at the theater. And then the third time it was fine. They say both times the weather was bad. And you know where people our age go when the weather is bad, which I thought was cute. <laughs> and then they said this about the movie Race, which I never saw. Okay. And it's what? left theaters. The Jesse, oh the Jesse Owens movie. Yeah, I movie. forgot that existed. And so, because I don't know anything about it, I'll just read off what they said about it, and I'll take it as my own. Yeah. We did see Race this past week and really liked it. It is the Jesse Owens story, and a portion of that movie takes place when we were growing up. However, being in a small town, we weren't fully aware of the plight of the times, and probably we were too involved in our own young lives to appreciate all that was going around us. So, I'll keep that... In my head, as when I think of race, and that's what well, I think I did out. see an ad for that movie. Yeah, I think right. we saw it before. Um, we saw the Hateful Eight. I saw it before I saw the one movie. What was that one movie? The Coen Brothers movie. Hail Caesar. Yeah, there, there was a race trailer before that. I think. Did we see that together? No. Mm. I saw it with Seth. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Seth. He is not going to listen to this. <laughs> no, um, but so, yeah, they're doing well. That's what they had to say about these movies. I think they're seeing Lady in the Van nice. today. So nice. I'll, I'll tell you what they thought about that yeah. next time. But, yeah, all around, everyone's doing really well. My other set of grandparents are doing well, too. So. Good. That's Good. Great. Um, how's, how's your <laughs> fantasy yeah. basketball team? What do you actually call it? Fantasy basketball team. Is it fantasy do basketball? Do you see fancy? Wait, no, do, fantasy. Do you do the March Madness stuff? No, um, college basketball is garbage. <laughs> oh my god. You don't even watch the, isn't the, the final four or whatever? You don't care about that either? Not really, no. You don't, don't want to see the up-and-comers? That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> I mean, single elimination tournaments, you might as well just, like, flip a coin. It's not, you don't know who's, who's better. It's just a bunch of guys shooting threes. Their coaches are like, oh, pass it 700 times, even if the passes don't accomplish anything. What? No one wants to listen to me talk about basketball. Nope. <laughs> well, I do want to hear you talk about your fancy yeah, basketball. Yeah, your fancy basketball team. Uh, I'm in a tough spot right now. I'm in the playoffs, mm. and uh, I'm, I'm losing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like wait wait this is the, if i'm listening to all these podcasts in a row it's like a a, a saga of you yeah. you're you're like, like hubris yeah you're like icarus yeah. flying too near the sun dude here. everyone's injured <laughs> nerland's noel is injured now oh <laughs> whatever 
uh, if a miracle occurs, I could win and go to the finals. Okay. So, can you put in a little bit from the last two times, where the one where he says there's no way he can lose, and the one where he's like, I think I'm doing well still, and yeah, then now this one. <laughs> yeah, and then put I was, in a slide I was trying whistle. to convince myself, you know, give the team a pep talk. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Jeff Teague, I believe in you. <laughs> Uh, hey, Maddie, what's the skinny on Emily Dickinson? You know, I was trying to think of an answer for this, but... <laughs> she's dead. I She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Is she? Like my fantasy team. Yeah, she's she's long gone. How, how long has this... A hundred and forty years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess it's fine, then. But yeah, I finished my thesis and... Uh, about which was about Emily Dickinson and oh yeah I never read it now you can read it you guys are in the acknowledgments well can of. you can you send it to me you're all I just said like state theater people thank you for being supportive but yeah I will send it to you okay um so yeah you know it kind of stresses me out to think about Emily Dickinson because <laughs> that whole thing stresses me out every yeah. time I think about it so no news besides her death <laughs> that's crazy uh, <laughs> have you seen any good YouTubes lately, Kale? Um, yeah, I thought long and hard about this. Yeah. Because I was going to talk about Vine again, but Vine is both dead and very alive at the same time. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of hard to talk about. Um, like Emily Dickinson, in yeah. a way. Yeah. But YouTube is just like a continuous force of the world now. It's wow. Like, it's an element. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. And I found this channel that... This guy, like a couple of years ago, made a YouTube video, or not a YouTube video, a music video to a Renee Hell song that I like a lot, but it's this account that is, uh, the name of it is a one, an A, and then a U, and he just makes all these like short clips where he just like patches together a bunch of things he finds and then like makes like kind of like a vapor wavy-esque, uh, but not really like vaporwave song and puts it on there and it's, pr it's pretty good. It's, it's good to just, like, let all the videos play, and it's nice. And he's, there's only, like, I think there's, like, 15 of them total. So it's good. It's a good, it's a good sit. One A-U? Yeah. Is okay. that so he, like, comes up first on people's alphabetical lists? I don't know. I but, thought... but if you just type in one A-U, you, like, you'll find it no matter what. It's there. I thought he's you got, were... like, a couple of famous videos. I'm sorry. I thought you were maybe going to talk about the U of M student video. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, it actually uh, went viral, like... A U of M student told the uber driver that he was the the derogatory f-word f -word. <laughs> and that he uh it's like a minimum wage yeah f-word <laughs> <laughs> and that while oh he was God. working while the uber driver is driving around working he will be sitting on his butt and watching tv yeah it was so ridiculous I saw five seconds of it and then did not. It I was not it's watch. hard to watch. I watched it a couple of times. Really? I just wanted to soak it in. What's that kid's can't. name? Oh, like I Jeff looked it up. I forgot. Yeah. But he has their Probably people made like Jeff. a website. It's either Jeff or Ryan. Him. Oh, it has to be Ryan. And Ryan, like, if you're listening to this, stay off the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find you and poke your puffy coat. Yeah. <laughs> All the goose feathers will come up. Okay, let's let's start it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> None of that was worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, this conversation was sort of, uh, <laughs> disjointed, perhaps, could, could have been better edited, speaking of which, <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think it could have been better edited. Okay, well, we'll get into that. Oh my god. Who so, wants to introduce the movie? The movie has five editors. 
Which well, means that it's five same. times as good at same. editing you, as any other movie. You introduced the movie, then. No, I don't think I could. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a uh, Terrence Malick movie. His first one since To the Wonder, which was um, a big old horrible flop. And this one is quite the opposite. It follows um, a sad, depressed, I think, comedy writer who uh, goes through a La Dolce Vita or like a eight and a half-esque trek through a bunch of lovers and comes out the other end not much better, I suppose. Potentially a fable based upon Terrence Malick's own life because he lived in L.A. as a screenwriter for a while and then disappeared for 15 years and then came back with the Thin Red Line. So who knows, it might be really personal. Um, I happen to really like it a lot and found it kind of like a fluid, like a carnival atmosphere of images, but we can get into that, I guess, a little bit later. Is that a good summary of the no, picture? I, that's Derek, horrible. how about you do your that's own so summary? <laughs> no, I just wanted to neg Sam. Oh, no, I, I mean, if, it, if you can think of something. Um, yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, it, in, for anyone not familiar with Terrence Malick's movies, he has been like increasingly. I mean, since he's made movies, they're not like real narrative focused, but yeah, they're even abstracted. his last couple are moving farther and farther away from that. Where there's like maybe a loose sense of story, but like really the reason you're watching it is just to like see some pretty things and like hear some nice sounds. Yeah, soak up the movie. Yeah, there it's just kind of like atmospheric and kind of just like um, eye candy type stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so before, I mean, I think in some ways, like, his biggest movie, or at least maybe for young people, because it came out at the right time for them to actually see it, is Tree of Life. Mm -hmm. But he also made, what, Days of Heaven and Badlands and... Yeah, Badlands, Days of Heaven, 15 Years, Thin Red Line, New World, Tree of Life, To the Wonder, this movie. Okay. So I've seen, like, half I've, of those, I've maybe? I've seen that. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the just... longest movies. Like, half of those movies are just stuff he cut out. From other movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, apparently this one was shot with another movie called Wonder Lust, right? Or Wonder Lust? Wonder? To the Wonder? To the... No, I think there's yeah, another. He, yeah, Wonder he, Lust. It's yeah. called Untitled Project featuring Ryan Gosling. Yes. That's Yeah, it was shot at the same time as that. In 2012 to 2013 or 14. So mm -hmm. I don't know if none of them can get distribution. It seems like he'd be able to get distribution in five seconds, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't understand the, like, uh, mystery or, like, praise behind him. Because it seems like a lot of people, besides, like, our age group, are the people that would, like, walk out of these movies. And so I, want, I wonder who's, like, actually, like, sitting behind Terrence Malick, like, waiting to put his movies out. Because, like, I don't know, like, yeah, the, all those other movies got out, but I'm, I'm always confused as to, like, who's working with him. Because it seems, I don't feel like I've seen, like, the same production company putting out all of his stuff. Well, and also, like... I don't think any of his movies get reviewed well upon yeah. their first release. Like, I never feel like anybody likes his movies. No. So I, I, thought, Tree, Tree I of thought Life, Tree of Life got good reviews. Tree of Life got yeah. really great reviews and yeah. also was nominated for a couple Oscars, I think. Thin is, Red Line was nominated for seven Oscars. Is the Thin Red Line in the Criterion Collection? That's a good question. I'm not sure, actually. It was on Netflix for a while. I, I know Days of Heaven is. is. I'm pretty sure Badlands is. Okay. Yeah, I thought some of them were. So I think people like them 15 years after they're made. Yeah. I think that's what this movie will be, too. It's like, in maybe 10 or 15 years, people will be like, wow, 
That's like a good start to like memory cinema or something like that. I think that's like Chantal Ackerman, memory cinema or something like that. Because I feel like the movie's a, a free association mess of images in a way that's kind of interesting. Like there's shots, there's like a shot of a tennis ball and then it'll cut and it'll be a shot of a cacti that looks exactly like a tennis ball. And I feel like it's working in the way that like a memory would work. Where I wasn't even thinking about it like that. I felt like I was just... Uh, I felt like he wasn't doing something that was like he was trying to correlate mm-hmm. things. I just I just think he had like this idea of like okay I'm gonna show this like open space mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna show like Christian Bale like in a small space like his apartment mm-hmm. just to be like okay things are moving and things are changing. And yeah. I, I didn't I didn't think about it in a way that like okay so he's actually trying to make one shot correlate in it, like like physically like, what you see on the screen, like, matters with the next shot or something. Yeah. I just felt like he was, like, trying to create space in between the... Yeah, the I agree. It's, like, okay. a fluid picture, for sure. Yeah. And there's, like, scenes that somebody will say something, but it's not the person on screen, but yeah. it's, like, an image that is on screen. So I feel like that that's how memory works, right? In your In your <laughs> mind, in my mind, anyway, when I think of a memory, I'm not thinking of... This is the exact place where it happened. Mm-hmm. This is exactly as it occurred. These are what the people are wearing. This is what is said. I'm like, oh, I remember a half of a line, and for some reason I'm thinking of uh, this one tree that I like, but I don't think those things fit together, actually. I don't think I was near that tree yeah. when that happened. For some reason, my mind has melded those things together. Yeah. I feel like that's what the movie does well, in a way that I don't know if other movies do that, really. What's another movie that kind of works in that way, operates in that sense? Another one I think movies. he's operating on a level that's like very experimental in a, in a somewhat accessible way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think this movie is like different from his other movies. No, I'm saying, but I think that he's um, like, I think he's an interesting figure. Like what he's repeating is like his own thing. Yeah, yeah. and I think it might be the start of something... Sort of I feel like a lot of like experimental documentaries are sort of like that. Yeah, like documentaries that aren't informative, but they're just kind of like Chantal Ackerman. That's a good person yeah. to start with. Or um, um, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to her, the poor cow. Um, who's the guy who did Sans Soleil in La Jatie? In oh, Chris Marker. Okay. Chris Marker does that too. I feel like I like that. I like that idea, and I, I think mean, that like these people that he seems to do a lot with, like Emmanuel, and Emmanuel Labisi, the cinematographer, Jack Fisk, the production designer, and Jacqueline Wiest, the... Yeah, none of us know who these people are. The costume designer. (laughs) They all worked on The Revenant, is what I'm saying. Okay. And I feel like The Revenant is like a sanitized version of what Terrence Malick does. And I feel really bad that The Revenant made half a billion dollars in in The Revenant. I was thinking a lot, like, wow, this looks... Especially when the camera was really down low and they were showing, like, the trees and Mm. stuff. I was like, this... I feel like if you cross The Revenant in this movie, you would get, like, a, for me, a happy medium. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if Leonardo DiCaprio thought about all the girls he wanted to hit up. Well, okay. I guess, <laughs> like, one of my complaints about The Revenant is, like, some of the little, like, cut-out aside things, like, when he went and there was that weird, like, pyramid of skulls. I was like, yeah. that's cool. I like that. That's a cool image. Like, right. why can't we go back there? Yeah. Um, and this movie, I was just like... Yeah, I mean, you're you're cutting too often. Like, there's no, there's no like, for me, there was like no like rhythm to the movie. Um, you know, the images didn't. Uh, I did. I mean, you keep seeing like fluid, but I didn't think they like flowed into each other in a way that I found sensible or like pleasing. 
Uh, especially compared with something like Chantel Ackerman, where it's just like, okay, the camera's going to be here for like 30 seconds minimum, like two minutes maximum. And then there will be a jump cut, but for somehow like in movies like that, it's never jarring. It's just like, oh no, of course it's the next shot now. Like good movies like that, they just get the rhythm so well that it becomes like very calming. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you, you I weren't of, calmed by this at all. This was yeah. You didn't feel a hypnotic pull of the movie at all. Um, I just was kind of annoyed because it would be like like so, sometimes I was just like, no, that shot needed to be like twice as long, and sometimes I'd be like, why did we go from that to that? Like, yeah. Why were we in the desert and now we're in a nightclub? Like I don't know. It just kind of like uh, killed killed my buzz or whatever. I agree with you and. Uh, the thing I was trying to explain was that, like, I'm like, he must have some idea why he was showing a desert and then a nightclub. Because I, I, it's hard for me to believe that, like, a man who's been doing this stuff for so long is just like, okay, like, fuck it, let's just go from that to that, we'll give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, 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 something is there. He has to be but working on something. He's doing right, that. exactly. I just don't know what it is, yeah. It's a little hard to think about, especially because he doesn't allow interviews or any like yeah. glimpse into his thought process but it's I kind of, of hard I think yeah I mean I don't think I would want him to do interviews though like, no I mean if it's not apparent in the movie yeah. itself then like yeah. to me it doesn't count like yeah. you can have yeah. the best idea in the world and if you don't execute it in a way that's either like consciously or subconsciously yeah. uh, like palpable then yeah. good for you like I don't to, yeah. to me it seemed like he had all these amazing ideas of like good cinematography and like it was, he just put them all together in a movie and then made a narrative out of it, which isn't, I don't, I don't know, like the, I mean, obviously that's most people's complaints about this movie is that like the, the narrative was, you know, almost non-existent. Yeah. Um, but it felt pretty disjointed to me. It was just like, this is beautiful and I love it. But I, yeah, again, like I, I think it should be apparent within a movie, like what you're trying to do with it. There were some themes like, I loved the water shots, like all of the like yeah. pool ones where it would just be like of the pool with no like border and then you're kind of, it kind of like, it's like, um, it's disorienting almost and then there were some like in the lake or in the ocean or whatever, but there were some like themes throughout of, you know, similar images, but it seemed like he started with all these ideas of just images that didn't really come together for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this movie, because his process is kind of just like he shoots a ton of shit. Like, there's usually, like, five famous actors who, like, were in this movie. And then you watch them and you're like, those, those people weren't in it. It's, oh, mm -hmm. they got cut out because he shot. He just shoots tons of stuff and then kind of, like, makes the movie The later. movie's made in the editing room. And for yeah. this one, this is the first, like, I generally like his stuff. And I liked this movie. I just think it's, like, one of his weaker movies that I've seen, in my opinion. Um, and it, to me, that process was really apparent. I was just like, oh, you had this cool shot and then this cool shot. And like, I agree with you. They're both good shots, but then like you put them next to each other and they didn't, it didn't maximize their value. Like, I think there's a lot of movies and maybe, I mean, I, I have watched most of his movies that I've seen, like before I've gotten into some of these like experimental documentary type stuff or like Carlos Regatas. And I feel like those are directors that I'm just like, wow. Even if the images are just, like, okay, like, the shots aren't, like, that amazing, there's something about a certain kind of director where they just, like, layer them or just, like, put one after another in a way that it is greater than the sum of the parts, sort of. Like, it just builds to something. And this, I was just like, no, I don't, I don't get it, like... I don't know. I think that there are a lot of things that the movie does really well and a lot of images that it repeats really well, like, baptismal sort of, like, 
uh, water shots. There's so many shots of um, children where the camera will pan down to children just to see them. Uh -huh. um, it's, it, to me, there's a lot of things going on. I don't think that the narrative necessarily... I don't think that the narrative is supposed to be the thrust of the picture, necessarily speaking. I think that the images and the sound design are what projects, like, what, what, what forces you through the picture. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, in his other movies that I like more, I feel like the narrative isn't um, that much more prevalent. I mean, obviously, in, like, Thin Red Line, there's a stronger narrative, and especially in, like, Badlands. Yeah, and Days of Heaven has a narrative, yeah, too. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, there's a But my, my complaint isn't really that there wasn't a narrative. My complaint is that, like, if you're going to do a movie that's just a bunch of good images, right. like, you better segue them well. Yeah. Like, um, if you're going to just make, like, uh, it would be like making an album that's just supposed to be, like, good sounds. Like, maybe there's no lyrics or there's no through line in terms of, like, theme or emotion. Then, like it better sound really fucking good. And to me, it was just like, yeah, there were like a bunch of good sounds, but you didn't put them together in a way that helped them at all. Like, I don't know that this movie was better than me seeing each individual shot like two days apart. Like if I just saw the first shot of this movie, I would be like, wow, that was a good shot. Yeah. And then just not see the rest of it and then see a, a randomly selected different shot from this movie like a week later mm -hmm. i don't know if that like i might actually enjoy it more yeah because i just don't think it just it felt like a movie that i was like please give me all the shots in this movie and i will make a better version of it just by like editing them in a way that's more coherent not narratively coherent but aesthetically coherent mm. um and i i felt like the, the narrative almost i wish it just like didn't exist. Yeah, because parts of it were super wet. It almost well, that's, bogged yeah, that's, it yeah, down yeah. for me. Yeah. It almost bogged it because I was like trying to think about like what the like all the symbols and then just what was going on with it, and it just wasn't compelling enough to like you know be important yeah. for me. So yeah, if it had just been more abstract, either more abstract or less abstract, I think would have been better. I, yeah, I it was like so, a weird in between. I was gonna say that like to segue about the narrative. Uh, it felt like a movie that I would have, like, died to make when I was in, like, high school. Yeah. I'd be like, it'd yeah. be the most beautiful, it's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be about this dude, because all I know about it is, like, being a dude, and, like, it's gonna be about girls, because... what else? No, I, I, I will, I'll disagree with all of this, I suppose. <laughs> because the movie does a lot, quite a bit, and I think that it's so... There's a lot of things going on that narratively... But none of them are executed in a way that's extremely interesting. But, like, it's a Hollywood insider tale, a romance, uh, like, a romance. religious, huh. uh, like, following. You know what I mean? A, a finding of religion. Um, he finds religion? Yeah. yeah, it's like a religious quest I movie. Mean, I, it's I, a I, Hollywood I, insider movie. It's a romantic film. It, you know what I mean? It does quite a bit. But I don't think I wonder it, how you think it's romantic. I want to ask you that. You don't think that there there's like moments that are so excruciatingly romantic in the picture. It's like anti-romance. No, no, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> from from this man's point of view, who's like this harmed individual. Women who, are like, objects. No, I don't necessarily think that the movie thinks that the women are objects really? either. He, this man might, but the movie take goes through great lengths to make each woman different and interesting and internally interesting in a way that's. But like, I feel like the no, movie's... no, 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 no. Wait, stop. <laughs> anyway, and so uh, let's the, say it makes point. The point is that I think that there are moments 
in the movie where you can see both because it is uh, mostly um, improvisation. They would, you know what I mean. You can see these two people connecting in a way that a movie that's blocked, that has more narrative, would um, completely lack. Do you know what I mean? Like when Christian Bale dips Natalie Portman in the water and it just touches her back a little bit, mm-hmm. and she it starts laughing and he's laughing. These like cute little moments between people that are like real connections are a thousand times more romantic and interesting than like a Roman holiday even, to me anyway. I would it's say just like a tiny a tiny glimpse at these people. Now the movie itself or or the man himself is not an incredibly romantic person because he can't do anything himself in any regard. Not write comedy, not do anything. But I think that the movie goes through great lengths to make these women different, to imbue them with an inner life, and I find them incredibly more fascinating than Christian Bale himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, each of, like, the chapters of the movie yeah. um, are based on, like, tarot cards. Yes. Right? And each of the chapters is about a woman, or one of them is about the, like, father and son. Yeah, issue. yeah. Um, a couple about two so women. So, I think... I think, whereas Christian Bale is kind of an original... Well, he's not really an original character at all. I, I just think, like, these women were constructed out of some, like, archetype. Um, like, 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 based what? on these, like, cards. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, think, they're, they're, I they're, think the cards they were, they were, are modes were... of Christian Bale's attitude, not the women themselves. Like, I don't think that any of the women... like. I but think in a lesser stay- movie, yeah. like in What's Your Number or something, the women would be like, this is the, 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 the dumb one or something like that. But like, there's like a movie starlet, uh, a stripper, uh, a dancer, a model, these like different people. The ex-wife. This sounds a lot like yeah, archetypes exactly. to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. But those are, those are professions, not archetypes. But um, they're like, they do different things within their relationships that don't fit with the tarot cards. Do you know what I mean? Like Hanging Man or Death or um, Night Night of Cups is a tarot card too. Yeah, which is they show it in when he's at the tarot place. Which I actually love that he's because I think I read what Night of Cups means because I had no idea what it yeah, means. Yeah, I looked so too. Yeah, did you know when it's reversed, it means the exact opposite? Yeah. Like when it's upside down, yeah. and then Christian Bale's upside down on the poster. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's he's the Knight of Cups. So, on the okay, for those reverse. of us who don't practice tarot at all, um, I wrote it down. Do you want me to? Do you yeah, want me to read, read, it, it, read, read it for you? Because I thought it was interesting. I don't remember. Was it under the heading Knight of Cups? Two pages back. Yes, it is. The Knight of Cups reversed indicates a situation which was initially appealing, romantic, and exciting, but which later turns out to be something very different and disappointing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this segues into a point I wanted to make. Like. Um, I think the movie is pretty clearly a story about a man who's, like, trying to find himself in some sense, right? Yeah, or disillusioned. And yeah. he's, like, he's like going through these different things, trying to find something that will give him, like, a lasting joy, perhaps, instead of just, like, fleeting pleasure. Like, he's looking for something. Like the pearl. Sure, the yes. Pearl. And, like, the fact that he cycles through a bunch of women and, like, goes to crazy parties and opulent houses... To me, it would suggest that it's like this hedonistic thing. You know, I mean, this is a very uh, ingrained, like, 
part of our culture, like, oh, the rich person who's still looking for something, and, you know, then maybe they're in Hollywood, and, and, uh, so they just, like, they try to sleep with a bunch of women, and they try to, like, own a bunch of nice things, but it, nothing, uh, none of it satisfies yeah, him, yeah. and it's like, oh, yeah, that's this guy, like, I don't think it's a love story, I think it's a guy, like, trying to, maybe trying to find love, but all he's doing is, like, cycling through a bunch of uh, flings, basically. Yeah. Right, and I think a lesser movie that would be incredibly uninteresting, but I feel like even with, you're saying, like, it's about a rich person who's I mean, I'm not saying that that's good or bad, I'm just pushing back against the idea that it's romantic. I think it's romantic in a, well, a movie can do, can be in a bunch of different modes. It doesn't have to do one thing. That's true, but also doesn't mean that a guy cycling through a bunch of women is, is like romantic in any sense that I would like understand the word. You don't think that it's, like I, a I person? Guess, I think that sorry. No, but I no. think this would help. What you're like the the line where um, I forget which which woman it says it, but like you're looking for a love experience. Emotion pops in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. She says That's, you're not looking for love. You're looking for a love experience. I yeah. think that like sums up like what you're going for. So yeah. It's, it's kind of in between these two things. I yeah. guess it is, he's trying to be romantic. He's trying to find, like, the one or something. Yeah. I, I don't thought, know. I thought it would be, like, it would be more romantic if you didn't hear any of the dialogue, or, like, the, whatever it's called. Voiceovers. Yeah, the voiceovers. Because, like, when, the, like, those moments, like, with Natalie Portman and stuff, like, that's really nice. It looks really nice. But then, like, when you find out she is pregnant, spoilers, uh, you're just like, oh, shit. And then Christian Bale, like, doesn't even seem to give a shit. No, he doesn't so he, care about anything. Yeah, and like, well, this this isn't right. He's fucking. He's a douchebag. Like, I, right. I don't like everything he ever did. Like, app like before that, it's just like dispelled to me because he's like, eh, you're, oh, fuck you, you're pregnant. I don't care. And then like, there's like a lady after that. Well, he yeah. seems to want to care, but just can't. Yeah, but like, Aww. that's not. I'm not saying that that's. I'm not saying that that's a a good thing or a bad thing. I feel like that's just like a man thing. It's right. I, I, well, I I don't. Uh, are you saying I, I don't understand I just felt there like there are things that you can that are upsetting about a main character your main character doesn't have to be perfect I'm and they okay. can be uh, uh, I, ineffectual in a lot of ways I, I think my main problem with I enjoyed watching it I thought it was beautiful to watch I saw it twice um, but it almost was so angering that I almost walked out the second time just but, because yeah. This okay. Here, here's like the the broader issue for me, which is that um, the role that Christian Bale, this character is playing, which we're all familiar with, this guy who's like seeking something and can't find it, mm -hmm. and like you said, like just rich white guy, like um, that's like a role that's only available to men in movie in like media. That's like that's just like a that's just a normal thing that. A protagonist is doing um, women always are like the opposite of that and women are always in this movie they are people who are in some way like trying to help him or be like the savior of him um, like because he's so troubled they're, that, like, he they're guys own... yeah, the movie and, explicitly says and yeah. that's just like a role that like that of women are expected to play all the time so mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I guess like I see this saying. this movie is just like one part in like a bigger like piece of like yeah. inherent sexism. Right. Well that's the but that's the problem is that that's like a response to the idea that, that it, that's a collective 
issue with movies. I mean, not necessarily an issue with the film itself. I just feel like I agree that that's I think like a the problem. movie might yeah, even have I, like. We're not, I'm not just gonna ignore that. No, 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 no. But I don't know. I don't necessarily like because I think that too, obviously, about the picture. But I think we even said the first time that we were like, I was expecting this to be a little bit more offensive. That it's just a bunch of ladies and he's like cycling through these women. But it didn't, to me anyway, it was not offensive within the confines of itself. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I think I was... But, the, the, okay. During, during the movie, I was waiting for one of the women to be like, oh, you're shitty, obviously, like, stop doing this. You know what I mean? And then it didn't happen, so I was like... Is Terrence Malick like being aware that this is shitty or not? I can't tell. Well, yeah, I think you could read. I think you could read into the movie that like, look, this thing, these, this thing, the things the guys that this guy is doing obviously aren't satisfying him. It's not working. He's kind of trapped in a cycle, and it's probably not working for these women either, especially like if he's getting some of them pregnant, um, and then leaving them behind. Um, so I, I think you can definitely read the movie as being critical of that whole attitude, the attitude that you outlined, yeah. Maddie. But I don't think it comments on it in any interesting way. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, this might be bad. But maybe yeah. he wasn't trying to make comments. That, that's I that's fine, you don't. But like, fine. it's just there, and you're just like, yeah. oh, like what's what's going on? I'm, to me, it's like the movie was maybe sort of like the experience of Christian Bale, where I was just like, okay, here we go, like another pretty thing, and you're not gonna like dwell on it long enough for me to really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Oh, yeah. here's another pretty thing, yeah. which in a sense is a, a really interesting way to describe it. It makes it maybe sound better than I thought it was. <laughs> um, no, I, that's very true. Like that, the, that the what the imagers are doing that you were talking about. Yeah, like how I just thought like there was no rhythm. Too quickly. Yeah, and it's maybe the same that's thing his that life. Happening with like yeah. The women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or and, and his and life his, in general. Like he has yeah. a really nice apartment, but we're not there that much, mm. so you don't really enjoy it. Oh, that's yeah. a really cool. That's an you got to go to this really cool party, but we're not there that much. You know, you're not really present mm. there, so you don't really get to enjoy it. So maybe that's his life. He's just like going from hedonistic experience to hedonistic experience and because he's not really present ever he's always looking for the next thing right yeah. he can't enjoy like it. memory yeah. cinema it's like a first person narrative through a person cycling through memories of a past when they were horrible and mean-spirited i just don't think it's and a particularly interesting person no, so. he's not an interesting person at all, but everything else about the movie's engaging. Yeah, a lot of... And, and this goes back to what I was saying before. It's like, if the person's not going to be interesting, if you're not going to make a, a character-driven or narrative-driven movie, that's fine. I really like a lot of movies like that. So it has to look amazing. Okay, what's, and one, of, what's did, one of a better... It did look good... Until it cut, and then I was just like, oh, whatever you were, whatever you were working me towards, you know, whichever... Uh, Whichever way I was kind of starting to go and feel something, then you just take it away from What's me. another, like, couple of movies that you like that are, would be better at this? Literally every other one of his movies, except for To the Wonder, is better than this and does the same okay, thing. Okay, but, like, another another filmmaker that does it kind of... So, like, thing. Carlos Regattas, I think, mm -hmm. is another one who... Uh, like Silent Light? Silent Light and Japan, mm -hmm. I think, are both great. And I, I think and they, to me... Uh, Ten Embrace Lux. I haven't seen that one. Okay. I think they both benefit from just, like... Um, a delightful rhythm where it's just like, okay, here's this scene. And then if this scene's like mostly white, maybe the next scene will be gray and then the next one will be black. Do you like, like, like Patrick We're Other Skull? What? We saw Visions together. Do you like any of his other movies? Have I haven't seen any of okay. stuff. He did like Uncle Bob. Those people, right? yeah. Those or people like um, kind of... The Great Beauty, I think is like 
a fantastic, yes, better. The great beauty is like this movie of this movie fucking rules. No, I actually think that they're they do complement each other. They do have kind of a similar to me. They're really similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, they have like a similar mood. I I wonder if this would have gotten a little bit more because it seems to be ignored for the most part. This movie. I wonder if it would have been a little bit more regarded if it came out before the great beauty did. I mean, I just think Because it was made before The Great Beauty. Okay, so um, when we're talking about imagery and we're talking about, like, cutting between these good shots in a way that may or may not be productive, the cutting itself, um, I think that there's something really pleasing about, like, imagery-based movies or writing, for that matter, Mm -hmm. um, or what have you. uh, And as someone who, like, creates stuff... I find that, like, it's really impressive if you can just, like, give me a series of really good images. Um, But it's really impressive if you can do that and just, like, string it along into a story without having any, like, big disjunctive, like, cuts Mm -hmm. and just make it seem like it's nothing. Like, oh, yeah, I just showed you that beautiful image. I'm going to show you this one, and it's, like, totally going to make sense to you. It's just, like, you're floating down the lazy river. Like, that's something that I don't... I think is maybe obscured... Um, how difficult it is to do that, just to, like, string a bunch of good things together in a way that just flows or makes sense or um, coheres on a, like, narrative and aesthetic level. Um, I think that's really challenging. And I think The Great Beauty is like that, where it's just like, wow, that was beautiful. And then ten seconds later I say, wow, that was beautiful. But in between I'm not like, oh, okay, wait, gotta reboot, gotta re-gear, gotta mm-hmm. move the camera. It's just like, it just... It just moves over a little bit. I'm surprised you think it's so disjointed, because I think it flows really well. Well, maybe this will be... This is like a step, and this next movie will be... What, one? What, one? Like, the mixture of the two ideas. Like, Mm. okay, I I made this movie, and maybe it felt disjointed to him or not. Maybe this next movie will be like... Well, I think it's an interesting, like, experiment, regardless. Like, having absolutely no script... Yeah. Well, he had, like, apparently, like, a very long script, like, 600 pages or something, yeah. but he didn't show it to anybody. He would show up... This is interesting. I didn't know this. I read an interview with Jack Fisk, and he talked about this. Um, they would just shut down, like, five blocks of the city and just shoot there for, like, seven hours and would just take people off the streets and bring them into shots and things like that. So, like, when they're walking through the streets and there's, like, homeless people there... Or they get, like, um, the burned victim people or, like, random... They'll just pick people off the streets. And I think that's such a fascinating experiment. They went... I actually have a thing. Wait, let's see. Um, We were in these little vans and we didn't look like a movie company, so we didn't draw much attention to ourselves. The props were in one van, the wardrobe in another, the actors in another. And when we got to where we were going, Terry would just pull people off the streets and make them part of the scene. So I think that's kind of a fascinating experiment. No script, yeah. no plan, yeah. go to a place, shoot for seven hours, yeah, but I feel like edit this... together what... I mean, that's fascinating yeah. to me. And also, like, all the, like, extras, if he's, like, a comedy writer, they have so many comedy writers in the movie. Dan Harmon, Nick Kroll, uh, Thomas <laughs> Lennon, Joe Latruglio, all these people. That one guy you're talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, Nick Offerman. Right. Like, I think it's fascinating, like, the idea of, like, who would be good for the role yeah. of, like, the angry lady um, doing a model shoot? Oh, Kelly Catrone from America's Next Top Model. Or, like, who would be good as she's his... She's the best part of the movie, actually. She's great. And, like, who, who would be good as his agent? 
um, the co-CEO of William Morris, who's his agent in the movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, get who's good, get them together. And I think, like, you can see that with, like, Antonio Banderas. Like, you just get a man, you tell him to go do whatever, and it's, like, this beautiful, it's imbued with such, like, um, like a natural rhythm. But, I, but, like, there are other directors who do that. They're, like, there are directors who work only with amateur actors. And Carlos Regatas is another excellent example of this. Yes. Where, and I feel like a lot of these other directors who are more committed to it, and uh, maybe it's not as much trumped up as this, like, oh, check out this cool process. Like, I'm just going to film a ton of stuff, and who knows what will come out. There are people who are just like, okay, you they have a have more... A, you seem to have, like, a really good, uh, like, you know Terrence Malick really well. Where you, <laughs> they have know, a more, you know he's pretentious. They have a more documentary approach. Um, and they're just like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna like, like they film have a different stuff. approach, and then they let the story rise out of that, rather than just like getting a bunch of stuff and then trying to make a story. It's like the story rises more naturally out of a movie's made in the editing room. That's what everyone says. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess you have never said that. But no, I think that's just a different process and one that has probably come out of like Badlands and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying his influence or anything like that. You're I'm just, just saying, saying that, that his, like his predecessor, his proteges have um, bettered him in like the idea of. I mean, an I don't think he's the first person ever to use like amateur actors or to like. No, um, I guess like symbiopsychotaxplasm was before. Let people do like improvisation. No, um, but I, I'm saying like. To your point that it's like, oh, it's cool. You just like got these people who would be right for the part. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were still actors, and a lot of it still felt really actory. I didn't um, feel like a lot of the like things that and a lot of it felt, these people. A lot of it still felt it really contrived. Actor? I mean, obviously, there's this. Obviously, in all his work, there's this layer of like what he shot, and then the voiceover on top of it, which is like pretty clearly him like superimposing an idea that wasn't just the actors in the room. Right, he's he's so like putting the, it all together. the best example he's a of, ringleader of it. The best example of like where this movie maybe um, falters for me that some of his other movies are more successful is like one of the voiceovers, which in his movies are often very abstract, sort of just like flowery language. There's a okay. point in this movie where one of the voiceovers is just the dad, and he just whispers "life," <laughs> and I was just like, "That's cheesy. That's fucking dumb. Like that's he like says life, whoa, a goddess. life." Life a goddess. Okay, that's even worse. Well, he pauses okay, okay. quite a bit after life. He yeah. does. And, and he goes, ugh, before he says life. He goes, ugh, yeah. yeah. Life. Okay, well, it seems like we could talk about this forever, so why don't we all just say, like, one last note, and then we can skedaddle. How long have we been talking about it? I, there was actually one other thing I wanted to bring up, which is kind that's of your last note? a separate issue. Okay, so uh, it was interesting. We were at the theater, and someone came out, and they're like, oh, yeah, there was a bunch of like women who all had the same body in it. Um, you know, and was that my mom? No, it my was, mom did that. <laughs> it was uh, one of our professor's friends. Oh, okay. Um, and so obviously he was referring to all these like very thin, like tall white women. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not all of them were white. No. Okay, sure, whatever. So I see that criticism though, right? Like you yeah. see a bunch of those people sort of held up as maybe like a paragon of beauty, and there's like a political, uh, you know, that's kind of like a dirty ideological stance, maybe, right? Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like um, the aesthetics of that because like also like just like skinny women who have long legs, like there's just something kind of like pretty about that. 
um, it, you know, even if we could maybe divorce it from the context we're in, where like that's what's on magazines and that's what everyone else is made to feel like they should look like. I feel like even in that world, like there's um, like some of my favorite parts of this movie were just like these skinny women like running around apartments in their underwear. That was your favorite. And like I, I didn't. I'm not even saying like erotically. I'm just saying that like there's something like I would watch a whole movie without Christian Bale. That's just like a bunch of like weird like forest nymphs like running around. <laughs> Right? And, like, I guess my question is, like, do you guys think we can divorce that? Like, can can we, like, enjoy the aesthetics of, like, a certain kind of body? Um, uh, not right now. No, I think without. it's t- completely objectifying and horrible okay. to do that. It's com- it's what's, what's objectifying and horrible? To have these women, like, this this beautiful movie that is just, like, a set of beautiful images of, like, mountains and, like, in, like, in, like, Las Vegas lights and stuff. And, just and then just have these women, like, parallel. Like, it... Like, just putting them in there as if they are also images. Like, as if they were also just, like, pieces of, like, art or something. Like, the like the woman in the nightclub who's, like, dancing on the thing, like, who, that's hanging yeah. from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, that was just, like, shot as if it was, like, one of the times where he's walking around in the desert, which who knows why he's just out But it's probably happening but, within the context of reality in those places. But so what? Like... You don't have to show things that are happening. You don't think in real it's life. objectifying. I do think it's objectifying, but I don't necessarily think that like, I don't know. You There's don't a lot was... to think about it because I would like to know what the women who are in the picture think about them being in the yeah. picture being objectified because that's sort of like saying like, I don't know, uh, women shouldn't be sex workers or something like that. Like, well, it's what they're doing with themselves in this way. Now, what they also don't get the in only say in the matter. They don't get the only say in the matter, and they're not the editors of the picture, and they're not the directors of the picture. So it is an interesting thing. But I do feel like... I don't know. I don't know. It's such a, like, complex issue to me, like, whether or not something's objectifying, because... I would need to know it more about... It is literally objectifying. I'm saying the <laughs> right, literal right. word in, in making the... them into objects. Yes. In that sense, it is objectifying. There's no question about it. But do you think that that's, like, um, offensive in a way? Yes. In the picture <laughs> itself? Because don't yeah. you, you don't think the movie's, like... The, the qualifying factor of the movie is that it's sort of like a... a decay, a moral decay of something, and, like, a searching for something... Either way, even if it's a comment on that, it doesn't matter. It still exists. I think you can do it in a in a more appropriate way than he did, though. Like how? If there were Not that I'm more questioning. I'm just curious. people than objects, like if there were more of. But all of his girlfriends. Like a, don't you think all of his girlfriends were like had like a, an insane inner life where you're like I know all no. of these. You don't think, like, Kate Blanchett touching... I think, like, one of the only moments of kindness is when, like, she's touching, like, the burned she's man's kind. head. That's wonderful. She's, <laughs> she's... What a nice thing for a woman to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> she has, like, a kindness about her. Yeah, and that's great. But Christian Bale's character is allowed to be this, like, complex, like, searching... He's not complex. Oh, my God. He's allowed to be a movie... protagonist who's searching yeah. for himself, yeah. who's, like, having these, like, daddy issue things that he's dealing with. Whereas these women are only there to like help him through the they're 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 manic pixie dream girls like yeah and any any um personality that you're claiming like deep personality that you're claiming is evident in the film is only apparent through their interactions with him like they're only able to have personalities insofar as they like yeah. treat him a certain way or but, don't but treat him a certain way but he's the narrative thrust of the picture so it has to be that way in the context of this one movie I mean I don't know I think I think Terrence Malick's like non-narrative divergent 
uh, free association movie could just like show one of one of women alone or interacting with someone else for yeah, 50 seconds. You, I think I he think, could get I away with it. I think it was the one scene <laughs> but the, where... But it's like a, it's all his memories. I would normally agree with this, but I think that this is like a moot point in this one picture because it's a, it's a memories of one man being reversed. And uh, he can't see something that he doesn't I think, see. Yeah, I think I mean, what I, Sam is saying is the movie itself wasn't trying to be sexist, but maybe it was, it, and it can be taken in that way. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I it, think it's it could complex, be. but yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I think it definitely could be. All right. Like yeah. in the context of the other films. But Sam. if you think about it just in the view of just this one single film, I don't necessarily think that that's... Okay, yeah. That a, makes sense. A terrible issue. I think I think just that like subject is hard to uh, communicate with someone, and like if you went you, if you went up to someone in the street and someone was saying like yo Terrence Malick is sexist and you just said like no you can't just like say just no 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 you no, have no. to have like a full right conversation with that person and so like yeah it's just hard to has there ever been have any of those movies really had like a female character like lead I Bad guess Bad Badlands is, is like by a woman. yeah yeah and Days of Heaven is too kind of I haven't seen that. Um, is Tree of Life? Is, is like one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it so much. What is? And oh, I, think it's, I think part of the reason is because it's like you said Batman. No Badlands. Yeah, Batman. Christian Bale. <clears throat> no Badlands. Um, Batman versus Superman. Like, yeah, dude. Uh, if this guy, if Christian Bale from this movie was Batman and he was just like walking around touching things all the time, <laughs> you'd be like, what the fuck is your problem? I feel like this movie would have been better if Christian Bale had been in a Batman costume the entire time. Um, the Batman character he still and does this that character thing. are very similar. Yeah. Yeah, they do kind of just look around. They're both yeah. just rich dudes. Who are also, like, uh, can we yeah. can we like get a Kickstarter to get Terrence Malick a, like a fund? I assume like his brother died or something, and like I don't want to see another movie that <laughs> like kind of deals with it, but not really. Like I think he doesn't understand that we're not all as sad about someone in his life who died as he is. Did, like, it, it, is it, that does, actually true? Do you know? Just have well, I mean, Tree it's of been, Life was all about that. Movies, yeah. So. Okay. Isn't, like, that, isn't that what all art is? Is working through your own personal life? No, I'm pretty sure it normally. <laughs> yeah, is. I don't really have it's a problem documentation with that of personally. the human experience. Yeah, I just, I, I just think, found, I think it's like you're movie, working through a, a problem. I think that your it can art. be done really well. Yeah, right? yeah, but it's, in this movie, the gestures towards it were just like, oh, the brother died. Now this guy's like throwing plates. It's the saddest thing that can ever happen. It's like, dude, you don't get it. I'm watching a movie. People die in like every movie. If you're gonna make it like actually an emotional event for me, you have to do a little more work. Okay, my last note that I would have about this is I would not recommend it to anyone.